0: The podcast. This is Nicholas A. This is biomedical engineering news. I hope you expected that because it's going to be a great day. Get hyped. We got some tonal ambiance for you guys. I hope you can hear that. And, uh, you know, just to tell you guys, uh, today is February 6th, 2020. Happy Thursday. Today's going to be a great day in the world. We have tissue engineering updates. We have some fun little genetic secrets of cancer. Water filters may increase uh-huh. forever toxins, yup. Uh, insulin delivery patches, what? <sighs> yep. that's a breath of fresh air. Neuralink update. Okay. And women who make Argon oil want better pay. I might skip that one, but there it is. Hey a couple more here we go changing a cow's diet can produce healthier milk uh-huh milk that's why i said i said milk uh and our biohack of the day macro dosing learn to find out come on listen and find out this day let's get right into this all right get high. Right, so so grateful to be here. We're jumping right into the abstract, so I hope you got some, abstract, abstract. some is vibes our abstract going. The day. Yep. Abstract, this abstract. This is our abstract let's the just day. turn both of those off, maybe even the tonal ambiance. Let's get some vocal effects in there. Can you hear any of this? It's not even working anymore. Why isn't that working? Yep, yeah, 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 yeah. Do I sound like a robot yet? No, whatever, it's gonna be normal voice. Okay, so, ooh, did, what? Hello, hi, okay, whatever. All right, so this is published on Nature articles uh, and they're reviewing urology. All right, the article was published on February 5th, 2020. And the title is The Current State of Tissue Engineering in the Management of Hyposidiasis. Hyposidiasis is a congenital malformation resulting from the disruption of normal urethral formation with varying global prevalence. Hyposidiasis repair, especially that of proximal spadasis, in which reconstruction of long urethra is necessary, remains a surgical challenge despite more than two decades of surgical technique development and refinement. The lack of tissue substitutes with mechanical and biological properties similar to those of native urethra is a challenge for which the field of tissue engineering might offer promising solutions. However, the use of tissue engineered constructs in preclinical studies is still hindered by complications such as st- stitchers or fistulae, which have slowed progression to clinical application. Furthermore, the gener- generation of uniform tubular constructs remains a challenge. Exciting advances in the application of nanotechnology and 3D bioprinting. To urethral tissue engineering might present solutions to these issues. Wow, you know the possibilities. Um, uh, it's pretty cool. I've got a friend of a friend that you know if uh, you know could really use a good urethra replacement. So maybe get in check with Yevon Y Chan who uh, could maybe point them in the right direction for uh, a new urethra, if that's the case. But uh, moving forward. Right. All right. Let's get some more. Uh huh. Oh yeah. So fun stuff. Fun stuff. Genetic and genetic secrets of almost 2,700 cancers unveiled by landmark international project. Reports the conversation, and this is huge. Thousands of cancer samples. New insights into the genes that may drive buried and, and many different forms of the disease. Um, so this this uh, public or uh, published paper in the journal of nature interpreted the complete DNA sequences or cancer genomes of two thousand six hundred fifty-eight. So it's not two thousand. I guess they rounded up. Uh, and, and what's the driver mutations that underpin cancer development? Um, and and offered potential as targets for treatments such as chemotherapy. Well, this hallmark of cancer cell uh, is unregulated growth. The mechanisms that allow these cells to escape normal cellular growth regulation involves the introduction of mutations into cancer cells DNA. The collection of mutations present in particular cancer genome is thus known as its as a cancer's mutation signature. So it goes on to discuss the diverse mutations, and uh, seven years since you know this previous landmark advance, it's been a long time coming. What what does it mean? I don't know there were some pictures but I don't see anything good about it. um yeah I think I think that's good. Good to know that they're doing research and some water filters may increase forever toxins in drinking water oh boys. report slash gear dot com and, and this, this talks about you know water filters incapable of removing potentially harmful harmful forever chemicals from drinking water They may actually increase the quantity of these toxins if Not maintained properly. Whew! Study comes from researchers with Duke and North Carolina State Universities. The team that uh, found that not all home water filters can remove the toxic uh, perfluorooctyl substances (PFAS). Well. You know, these toxins, PFAS, come from, like, repellents and foams used by firefighters. Um, they're they're called forever chemicals because they remain in the environment forever. Particularly in drinking water. And they have negative health effects. With, like, examples like potentially thyroid disease or cancer. Um. Some water filters can remove these chemicals, but their effectiveness varies. According to this new study, which looks at, at nearly 100 point of entry, whole homes point of use water filters, generally speaking, the two-stage and under-sink reverse osmosis filters were able to remove almost all of the PFA's toxins from the water. However, more commonly used activated charcoal or carbon filters found in things like faucet filters and pitchers have far more variability whether they can remove these substances. Uh huh. So, um, get a two-stage or reverse osmosis filter. You know, it's got 94% or higher uh, removal rate. Here's something that does a hundred percent. Ready for it? Hey. There you go. Um, I distill all of my drinking water. Yeah. Can I get a round of applause for that? You know, cause it's been, what? No. Yeah, get high. Yeah. So I think, uh, I think it's important. You know, I, I found Maybe tomorrow I'll get into this biohack, but it's, yeah, yeah, biohack. I already got something else lined up today, but um, I think it's going to be a good one. It needs to be talked about, and and I think it's funny, really, macro-dosing. So we'll get to it, Um, but tomorrow we'll talk about uh, my distillation process, how I drink my water, why it's so important to me, and uh, let's move forward. Ooh yeah all right guys new atlas reports insulin delivery patch edges towards human trials yeah. I think it's going to be great. And, and what does that mean for you know people with diabetes? Well, they 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 used the skin patch to treat diabetes in mice back in 2015. Um it was a collaboration between UCLA, MIT, and the University of North Carolina. Yeah, ominous sounds. Well, I just want to let you guys know that UNC is doing great. I miss them. I used to be at, at that school. Maybe not Chapel Hill, but Charlotte. And just random shout out. My advisor is currently at Chapel Hill doing some research. All right, so this patch has an underside array of insulin-contained micro-needles, each one measuring less than a millimeter in length. When the patch is initially implied, those needles penetrate the top layer of skin, causing little, if any, discomfort. The glucose-sensitive polymer from which they are made proceeds to read the patient's blood glucose levels. If these levels begin to rise considerably, the polymer swells up, releasing its insulin payload into the bloodstream. In this way, patients are able to maintain normal glucose levels without conducting daily finger prick blood tests or giving themselves glucose-regulating insulin injections. This is huge. It's about a quarter in size, like the coin. And it's used to control blood glucose and miniature pigs with type one diabetes for a period of 20 hours. So 25, 25 kilogram or 55 pound pig, you know, maybe, maybe double that. Maybe it could be bigger patch or a couple on. Really cool stuff. I remember a buddy who's struggling with diabetes. He's like, Hey, can you make a literal artificial pancreas? And I was like, That's uh, a lot of work. You know, you got to put it inside the body, it's got to be compatible and does everything. I mean, you're better off doing like a lab grown organ research. But I'm more of the electronical, mechanical type, so course I would be like, yeah, but this is brilliant. Just stick it on, stick it and forget it. Hey. Uh-huh. All right, we're gonna chug through these last two in the same sort of vibes. Narrow Link, yeah! Narrow Link update from Elon Musk. All right. Yeah, it's going to be an awesome day. So, tech mill billionaire Elon Musk has promised an awesome update. He promised it. So, to help paralyzed people control di- devices and empower people with brain disor- disorders, Neuralink's last year unveiled tiny brain threads in a chip which is long-lasting, usable at home, and has the potential to replace cumbersome devices currently used as brain-machine interfaces. On a Twitter thread noted, Catherine Wood Moss said on Sunday, the technology could be tested in a human patient with a brain or spinal cord injury as early as this year. Pretty cool. Control it with an iPhone app? The chip called M1 sensor with just a USB port coming out could have as many as 3,000 electrodes per array distributed across 96 threads, each thread smaller than the tiniest human hair. The chip, which will be wireless in the future, can read and transmit high volume data, amplify signals from the brain, has a lot of potential to solve several brain-related diseases and the idea is to understand and treat brain disorders, preserve and enhance your own brain and create well lined future Must said I'm excited for the future you know I, I, I hear a lot of, uh, a lot of fear-mongering about fear-mongering okay I hear a lot of fear-mongering about that and it always uh, it always makes me just feel a little bit weird but um I'm going to skip the argon oil, to a bit of a downer, you know, it's like everybody uses it, and they just want more money for it, and I say, oh, I get it, I get it, I'm not the one to do that, just, shut, you know. One shot this vessel, so it's so much so much we can do with this vessel, man. Terrified in this vessel, yeah. one shot in this vessel, so it's, it's, it's so it's so much we can do with all right. So, so one last thing. Um, a study is suggesting alterations to a cow's diet can result in milk lower in saturated fat. So, new research reports on a clinical trial in humans demonstrating these natural, healthier dairy products lead to positive heart. Health effects. However, some experts note the benefits of the novel cheese, butter, and milk products are modest at best. You know, you you, you change the cow's diet, lower saturated fats. This is what they say in the case, supplementing the, the animal's diet with a type of sunflower oil may, can lead to milk higher and healthier monounsaturated fats. Versus, you know, hmm. I know I try to stay away from seed based oils. Um, they say it's very inflammatory, but I like them. Sunflower oil really burns smooth. And it's probably my favorite oil to cook with for high temperatures and doesn't really smell, so I don't really notice the information. I think if I just live my life a little bit healthy, and... let's just get to it, guys. You know what I'm saying? Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. All right, we got a biohack. Shout out to Steve Cam on Twitter. He, This is his quote. I stumbled across the best biohack for optimal human performance. It's tricky, but here's what to do. Lie in bed with your eyes closed for like nine, seven to nine hours. Did you catch that? Seven to nine hours. If you can actually pull this off, productivity for the next 16 hours will be insane. I call it macro dozing. Ah, oh, yeah. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Yep. There's a joke there. All right, let's get out of here. I'm so grateful for everybody and I hope you have a wonderful day. Yes, we're out of here. Yeah, wonderful day. I love you guys. Uh, Talk to you tomorrow. (laughs)